Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one film a fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do a wide variety of other things, including Pod V Pods, where we take on our favourite podcasts in a wide variety of games and drafts. As usual today, I'm joined by my co-host, Hendo. Hendo, how you going, mate? What an intro. I know, I, I, just, <laughs> I struggled through that, I don't know, I'm, I'm off my game. Come on, mate. If I up. ever had a game, I would be off it right now. <laughs> well, I am actually... Thank you for asking for a change, how I well, am. Well, <laughs> you guilted me last time, so I felt like I had to. Well, it worked, didn't it? Well, it did. Yeah. Consider this the last time I asked. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. See, I don't really care, you know? <laughs> like, I, I hear you talking to me, but the words just don't matter. Why are you so mean? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to ask you how you are. Well, I'm doing very well. Thank you for bringing it up. Uh, another sunny day today in Melbourne and birds are chirping and I did a short shift of work, so I'm in a good mood. I didn't ask. All right, what are we doing today, Hendo? Well, as you hinted at, we've got our Pod V Pod 15 coming up with Dan and Caleb from Netflix and Swill. Love those guys. We're going to be looking at our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite Bill Murray movie? Mm. Which is also our top five, as usual. We're going to be looking at the grand final results of the best 1950s film tournament. And this... This result, it's, it's almost too close to call. Like this is, I've seen the lead change like six different times. It's crazy. It's, it's, I, I it's didn't, good. I didn't expect this. Neither did I. I expected a runaway winner and we, we have not gotten that. We'll see the results of that later on. And we'll also be talking about what else we've been watching. Which we have not done in a very long time at this point. Very long time. We will not be talking about everything we've been watching. Otherwise, this might be like a three-parter. Yeah, which we're not doing. No, of course let's, not. Let's, let's wipe the slate clean because there are movies here... Man, it's been a while since I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have got a new way we're going to be discussing these films that make it a bit more contained since, well, me personally, I've been watching a lot more movies than usual. Speaking of which, let's go check out those numbers of the movie-watching battle I've got between Paul at the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. It's a race. It's a race. I'm winning. I'm winning. And at the time of this recording, Paul is at 90 and I'm at 104. So, Paul, you've got to catch up, mate. I'm not going to give you any opportunities, though. He's slipping. All right, we're going to take a quick break here and give you a couple of promos from some awesome podcasts out there. And we'll be back on the other side with Pod V Pod 15. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin, and we can't believe it's already time for the 2019 live stream for The Cure. Thanks to our amazing peers, listeners, and supporters. Last year, we crushed our goal of $5,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. The Cancer Research Institute is funding research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. Every single cent we raise goes to them. And they're also rated over 92% on charitynavigator.org. This year, we're aiming our sights even higher with our most ambitious event to date. Join us May 17th through the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of live content from us and other amazing shows who will join us to try to reach $7,500. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure for more information or to find out how you can be a part of the event. Together, we can make a difference. downloaded an episode of Netflix and Swill. Does this mean I get to watch Netflix now? No, you can't watch Netflix until you understand the phrase poop. Poop? Once you understand poop, you'll understand your place as a listener of this podcast. But what does poop mean? Eh. It's actually a carefully organized code. Listen closely. 
People order our podcast. Oh, poop. Looks like Mr. Caleb understands poop. Here's a typical podcast listener. I wonder what they want. Well, if we remember poop, we can figure it out. I'd like to watch... Do you think they're going to watch A, an Amy Schumer comedy special, B, Gypsy, or C, a good show? One good show, please. Ah, poop, you never let us down. Now that you understand poop, I bet you think you're ready to watch Netflix. Netflix! Ha-ha! <laughs> Not so fast, Eager McBeaver. You still need to finish listening to Netflix and Swill. You can find the show at netflixandswill.com or on your favorite podcast service. And now, to talk about personal hygiene. All right, it's time to get into Pod V Pod 15, where we have some of your favorite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, we're back over to America, Dean. We've got Dan and Caleb from Netflix and Squill. Guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, yeah. some of your favorite podcasters. That's a fucking <laughs> bold statement. Oh my we try God, to be no generous. Kidding. We try to be generous. <laughs> It'd sound weird if we didn't refer to you guys as one of our favorites, but everyone else is our favorites. Yeah, this week we've got some podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Am, am I allowed to say the word cunt on this show? Uh, you already did, didn't you? <laughs> Good point. How you doing, cunts? <laughs> no, we're doing great today. It is a nice uh, sunny afternoon here. I guess it's uh, nice and dark where you guys are at the moment. Uh, very dark, very cold. Oh, dear. Yeah, how's sing- summer, jackass? Oh, summer was a blast here. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Had a whole week of about 37 degrees last week. Oh, that'd be like uh, 100 to you guys over there. Good Lord, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, I, I understand the concept of metric. I just... Some people don't, apparently. I just will never accept it in my life. <laughs> it's a bit bizarre. Why can't we all just be the it's same? It's the devil's measurement system. <laughs> uh, so how have you guys been? Uh, that's a loaded question for the two of us. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> if you're Third struggling with this question, I can't wait for the actual questions. Uh, I, I guess we're okay. That's uh, good. Yeah. We're, we're, we're coming up on Caleb's wedding here uh, shortly, and it's uh, it's going to be a good time, I think. Yeah, I'm, s- I'm starting my new job next week. Um, well, getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Husband. <laughs> I hear the pay yeah. is shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, that's been my job for the last two months. Fucking give me a beer, get dinner on the table. What are you doing? What would you do today, bitch? <laughs> is that your Aussie accent? <laughs> no, that's uh, me mocking my uh, wonderful and beautiful fiance. It it's it's actually almost, it's almost there. Yeah. She beats me. <laughs> Caleb, let's not make that joke because you did, because let's not forget your, uh, your past. Oof. Big oof. Uh, move on, please. This is uncomfortable. Dare I yeah. ask, uh, why don't you tell the listeners what your podcast is about? If they couldn't, if they couldn't tell from the name of it. Uh, so we, we review Netflix and then talk about how sad we are in general and also how much we, we hate some movies on Netflix. <laughs> oh, it's probably right. one of the best sum-ups of a podcast That's, I've heard. Boy, we're really selling this show. It sounds like a barrel of laughs. <laughs> Just because we're used to talking to Paul over at the countdown doesn't mean that these guys are licensed therapists. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you are ready to get into it, we will start off. Let's get into our first game, which is our usual standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. And it's best out of five. Let's just do it. We'll ask the first question here. Who wants to answer the first question? Uh, I'll take a crack, I guess. All right, here we go. It's going to be awful. Your first category is Hitchcock. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who played Norman Bates in Psycho? Oh, 
god damn it. I actually know this too, and I can't think of it right now. Wait, that's not that music for this segment. Uh, phone a friend. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no answer. Fuck, yeah, pass. Wow, oh, uh, it is Anthony Perkins. Oh, I lied, I, I didn't know that. I would never have gotten that in a million years. I've never wow. even seen Psycho. Oh, oh dear. Well, you're missing out. I saw it um, pretty late. I saw it a few years ago. It's amazing, so I highly recommend it. I believe it. All right, Dean, you want to answer the first one? Yeah, I'll, I'll answer first. All right. What do we got? Okay, in Dude, Where's My Car? What are the three food items that Jesse orders at the Chinese drive-thru? Oh, this is... I should have gone first. I just watched this like a week ago. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> all I can think of is... And then... And then... And then. Uh, no, I got no idea. Uh, three food items... Burger, fries, and shake. <laughs> yes, at the Chinese drive-thru, he ordered a burger, fries, and shake. No, he well, ordered the... that in China? Uh, maybe, someplace. Well, no, he ordered the, the garlic chicken, white rice, and wonton soup. The fact that you know that makes me so angry. <laughs> I can't believe I've been friends with you for ten years. You make me so mad. Didn't I know, even right? look that one up. You just knew it. You're just reading that off. Uh, Would you have yeah. got that? No, nah, I really wouldn't have. I, I know I saw it a week ago, but... The movie's so fucking terrible. I don't. I, what am I picking up what? on? What they ordered? Yeah, it is. It's shit. <laughs> it's 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 fine. It's a stupid comedy that I can just like, like throw in the background and just be fine. It, I like it though. Maybe because I'm doing this movie watching challenge with Paul. I've watched. Uh, I've rewatched a lot of like late '90s, early 2000s comedies recently, and this one stands out yeah. as not as good as all the others. Ooh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched it, so maybe it is terrible. I don't know. Yeah, to me it doesn't Dude, hold up. It's a llama. <laughs> God, nah, I'm done with that movie. Never again. Anyway, uh, next question here is in the category of DC. Okay. Dean can take this one. (laughs) I talk too much. Yes, you do. All right, category of DC. Who played Lois Lane in 1978's Superman? Margot Kidder. Boom. Jeez. Nicely done. Damn, Damn. no hesitation. Uh, Nailed that one. I know my superheroes, sort of. (laughs) All right, uh, let me see if I can get a point on the board here. All right. In the category of cult classics, what other film which performed poorly at theaters but has since gone on to become a renowned classic opened the same day as John Carpenter's The Thing? Hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. No, it's actually uh, Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Oh, shit. Oh, well. Unlucky. Uh, I would have got that. Good good guess. (laughs) Dean was looking at me. As soon as I started talking, his eyes bulged. like, oh, it's Blade Runner. Well, he's got the poster right in front I'm of him. Not looking we're, at posters. we're literally staring at the picture. I'm like, I'm, come on! All right, next category for you guys. We've got much uh, in the theme of our draft. We're doing later. Tom Hanks films. Tom Hanks was nominated for the third time in a row at the 1996 Academy Awards for what movie? Um, I'm going to go with Sleepless in Seattle. Incorrect, unfortunately. Toy Story. Nah, Apollo 13. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, fresh off, uh, what was it, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh well, unlucky. Let's see, what do we got? Still 1-0. All right, in the category of movie animals, in Up, what breed of dog is Doug? Wow, this is a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in Up, I've seen that a number of times. Just Doug, I think, is the... The main one, like the one that he befriends. 
Is it Pug? Oh. No. Good try, though. It is a golden retriever. Oh, okay. A Pug? Doug the Pug? (laughs) Doug the Pug? (laughs) You've been watching too many Facebook videos, bro. Oh man, I thought you had a chance at that one. Okay. Oh shit, we need to we need to do something here. Alright, one nil with two questions left. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dean will talk this time. Alright, in the category of movie controversies, what Marlon Brando film was widely banned? Uh, that's a great question. I have no idea. Uh I can't even name a Marlon Brando movie other than Godfather. Oh, and Godfather Part Two. Uh mm. <laughs> Pass. I have well, no cameos idea. Cameos at the end of Godfather Part Two. Does he? I think he does. Yeah. Does he? I have no idea. I don't I think, think so. he doesn't actually. I think it's, I'm thinking of anyway. Anyway, of Godfather One. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, did you pass? Sorry. Yeah, pass. I, uh, I just have no idea. That's right. It's Last Tango in Paris. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. There was a uh, bit of an anal scene, if I uh, oh remember correctly. <laughs> Some use of butter as well. well you remember it correctly. You watched it this morning, didn't you? <laughs> oh, it's that movie. Yes. All right, time for our fourth question, and it's uh, my turn to answer it. All right, I'm going to go with, in the category of movie budgets, which of the following Marvel movies had the highest reported budget? The Punisher, Daredevil, or Elektra? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and we strategically picked all the ones that are outside the MCU. Yes, yes, good job. I don't think it would have mattered. I'll be, I'm I surprised the third option wasn't Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this one. I just need to take a guess. I'll say, I'll say Electra. My girlfriend had the exact same guess, and she was also wrong. It's Daredevil. <sighs> Shit. I had to pay for 80 the million. <laughs> 80 million. Jesus. God. Yeah. That's probably Ben Affleck's salary yeah, that's, entirely. That's the Affleck money. Jennifer Garner doesn't have such a high price tag. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it doesn't show in Daredevil. I think they're all... I've, yeah, they're all shit. They're all shit. They're all, they're all shit. <laughs> what do you want? Justice. <laughs> I haven't seen it so long. It's not like one of those dude where's my cars. I don't, I don't want to rewatch that. It's probably going to get worse. Uh, yeah, don't... <laughs> All right, last question for you guys. If you get this right, you just win this outright. All right. And you guys can uh, talk about this to yourselves. Okay. It is under the category of movie quotes. Uh, Tell me what movie this is from. Personally, I think it's a bit tacky to wear diamonds before I'm 40. I have no guess (laughs) at all. Man. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, my, my guess is how to lose a guy in ten uh, in ten days. Nah, I was I was gonna throw a wild fucking bank shot and say the Rocketeer. <laughs> Which one do you want to go with? Let's go with the Rocketeer because it's a funnier answer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, incorrect, unfortunately. It's actually how to lose a guy. No. <laughs> it was I shot fuck. someone. <laughs> it was Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh my mm. god, I've never even seen that movie. You're that asking sense. all these questions to movies I've never seen. It's well, not fair. It's looking like you're about to win with one correct answer <laughs> in this first game. <laughs> oh, oh, We've got to do something here. Let, let's, let's get it done. Let's, get, let's go for a tie. What do you got for us? Okay. Uh, in the category of August 1989, <laughs> according to... <laughs> <laughs> what sort of a category is that? It's a tremendous it's a tremendous category name. In what month and year did this movie come out? <laughs> I was hoping that would be the answer. 
No, no. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, which of the following releases had the highest domestic opening? The Abyss, Parenthood, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, or Uncle Buck? Fuck! Ah, <laughs> uh, that's rough. All right, let's think about this. Uncle Buck. Right, you got John Candy in his prime, yeah? <laughs> Surely he's bringing in the big bucks. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the, oh, the, the Abyss would have cost a fortune, and it's not like it's known as a huge flop. So maybe that? Nightmare on Elm Street 5? Nah, surely not. Uh, what, was the, what was the other one? Parenthood. I haven't seen any of these films. Okay. I am useless. Well, that's okay. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take this one. You've got a. Oh, I was going to say you got a question right, but you haven't. Neither of you. I know. I was going to say you can take it because you've done better than me today. Uh, all right. Oh I would, man, I would this shade. Na- I would knock out Parenthood and Nightmare Five, whatever it is. Um. So there's the Abyss or Uncle Buck. I'll pass the buck to you. Yeah. All right. Let's go, Buck. <laughs> Wink. The Uncle go, Buck. Yeah, I'll go Uncle Buck. All right, uh, you, you you should not have struck out Parenthood because that was the correct Shit. answer. It, it brought in ten million over its first weekend, and uh, everybody else brought in under nine, Shut just it. under nine. Like everyone was around that same like eight to ten range, but Parenthood was the only one in uh, what eight digits. Ugh. Fair enough. We got what none. <laughs> That was a deflating rant. Wow. Yeah, that was what arduous. A rough, rough go of trivia, Jesus. One out of ten. I don't, both teams showing their uh, Chris prowess here. Yeah. We oh, won, dear. though. Hooray. Yeah. Well, well done, uh, Dan, for getting the only question right. You're clearly the best of all of us here. Thanks, Margot Kidder. <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can get a point back here in the second game, which is... Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Where both teams have three actors or actresses and the other team have to guess what is their four known four movies on their IMDb page. Now, we asked the question in the first round, guys. You can ask the first actor in this round and Dean can go first this time. You want me to go, Dan? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, uh, this is one, this might be sort of a slow pitch, but uh, I think this is kind of a fun one. Uh, Danny Trejo. Mm. Okay. Uh, Machete. Correct. Heat. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. Is there a Machete <laughs> 2? <laughs> there is a Machete 2. Do you know what the title of it is? Because you got to say the whole thing. It's like a Tribe Called Quest. Is <clears> it <throat> Machete Kills? That's three. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Was there a Heat 2? <laughs> <laughs> Was heat there a kills. Machete 3? <laughs> Uh, Daddy Trey, what what else is he in? <laughs> no idea. Um, yeah, nah, pass for the last one. Can I say Con Air? No, not Con Air. The one you're missing is From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, okay. Ah. Yep, I was never getting that. Hey, I'm <laughs> impressed you got three. Well done. I, I'm very impressed, actually. All right, who's going to go first, Eddie? Used to. Dan, you go first. Okay. I went first in the last round. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Dan, your first one is Tim Roth. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Correct. Uh, Let's do Reservoir Dogs. Nope. Hmm. I'm fucking dying here. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Uh, I wonder if his shitty Fox show is on there, because IMDb does that sometimes. No, I'm going to go out in the left field because... 
of course IMDb does this. Uh, let's do The Incredible Hulk. No. <sighs> uh, what else has he even been in? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just going to pass on, the, on the, the final one. I have no idea. That's all right. There was another Tarantino film he was in, The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah, he was. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Um, also, the Fantastic Planet of the Apes remake. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Some people have called him re- unrecognisable in that role. Absolutely. You nailed or, it. Or it could just be that nobody saw that fucking movie. <laughs> no, I, I saw it. I, I've actually it. seen that movie <laughs> in theatres as yeah, a child. I did as well. It was quite good oh. when you're... Uh, how old was I? 13. I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the last one was Rob Roy. Sure, that, that household movie that everyone knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, that was a good round for us. We're up three to one. I'll take this one. What do we got? All right, let's do Don Cheadle. Okay. That's a good one. It is. I'm going to go Hotel Rwanda. That's one. I will go... Crash. That's two. I will take... Oh, shit, I actually don't know if he's in that. I will not say that right now. <laughs> I'm not going to say Ocean's Eleven because he's uncredited. Yeah, yeah. I was All thinking right. that. Uh, what else is there? Ooh. Oh, for fuck's sake, what Marvel... F- uh, Iron Man 2. No. Uh, and, man, I'm going to sound like a dickhead if he's not even in this. But I feel like he is. I'm going to go Traffic. That is it. That yes. Three. Nice. Damn. Damn, son. Oof, this is uh this is rough. <laughs> what was it? What was the fourth one, Dan? The fourth one was The Guard. Well, I've never heard of it. With, with Brendan Gleason. Yeah. I've never heard of it either. Actually. Uh, Calvary and Imbruge, it's all like that. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I, I, I remember you guys did Brendan Gleason, I think, once for uh this kind of game yeah, and I, I, and Dean gave the that guard to me and came I, up. Yeah, oh, really? the guard came up in that in his, so nice. I guess it makes sense. Nice callback. All right, Caleb, let's see if you can catch up here. You please. Well, you, uh, you actually <laughs> can't catch up. You can get you can get close though if you get all four. But I, I feel like this one this one is doable. You've got Will Ferrell. All right, uh, Anchorman. Very good. Anchorman two. Very good. Blades of Glory. Very good. One more. Uh, the knee jerk is to say Step Brothers, but I'm actually not sure on that. Um, let's go Talladega Nights. Oh, wow! Very Kill good. Her beast. How Holy did you shit. do that? He is in so many movies. How is Alf not there? <laughs> That's right. What? Like Wait. that? Uh, old school? Yep. Yeah, I couldn't believe Anchorman 2 was on, then you just nailed it. Like, yep, yeah, just casually, whatever. It's like clearly on there. Jesus I mean, Caleb, Danny Trejo we do. did have machete kills, so. Ah, <laughs> oh, I thought we had this shoot in pretty yeah, much. Yeah, me, me too. I was, I was quite <laughs> confident there. <laughs> All right, it's closer than I thought. Uh, going into the last round here, where it's uh, six to five, and uh, let's talk about this one. What have you got for us? All right. Uh, uh, is it my turn to ask? Yeah, you, yeah, go for it. I'm asking you because I, I thought it was, but. I mean, it's whatever. Dude, who, who cares? This is this is the this is the thing. <laughs> uh, let's go, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Okay. Okay. So, so we'll talk. Yeah, we're talking. Don't lock anything okay. in yet. Okay. Surely Truman Show. Yeah, I'd say Truman Show. The rock. You throw on the Rock. What about Beautiful Mind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go. Do you get nominated for a Beautiful Mind? You might have. Uh, 
I'd say those three are the ones that stand out pretty quickly. What about uh, History of Violence? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You think of anything else? Have you seen a History of Violence? Yes, I have. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. What about Mother? No. About what? Mother. 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 Oh, no. No way. No? No way. Okay, let's scrap that one. Just on principle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I quite like that movie. Oh, I just watched it the other day. Well, uh, Get the uh, fuck you're out of you here. You got me disconnected. You can't, can't eat. <laughs> oh, no. You've been banished to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend hates that movie a lot, so she uh, has been giving me shit because of my rating of it. Yeah, uh, I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's let's lock in the three, shall we? What three? The first three. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go the Truman Show. That's one. The Rock. No. Mm. A Beautiful Mind. Nope. No. Fuck. What? Uh-oh. Uh. Alright, so the one we're thinking of is A History of Violence. Oh. What else can you think he's in? Okay, what else is he in? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> isn't he... Isn't there like a, a Western-type movie, uh, A Palooza? No. No? Alright. There's not. Fuck you then. Uh, I literally can't think of anything. No, I'm, I'm blanking. We're going to go with this? Yeah, do it. A History of Violence. No. no. Oh, so... <laughs> So the four are The Truman Show, Pollock, The Hours, and Appaloosa. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh Fucking Dean. When, when Daniel said, when, when Hendo said Appaloosa, I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I saved you. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. All right. So what do we got? We're on seven to your five. So you need two for the tie, three for the win. I believe very, in us. Very doable. And... Yeah, for shit's sake! If you if you if you get this, we don't even need the draft. You've won, and you'll be the first people to ever beat us outright. Just throwing that out there, no Ooh. pressure. All right, <laughs> the last one for you guys to collab on is Tommy Lee Jones. All right, okay. so, so I'm the fugitive has to be one. The fugitive is one. Uh, Men in Black is another. Yeah, I can I can see that being one. Uh, um, what's that one? What's the one that's a, a sequel to The Fugitive? U.S. Marshals. Uh, that sounds right. I believe in you. I don't know. You you killed Will Ferrell, so I mean, uh, I I believe in you the most. <laughs> oh no! If Will Ferrell shows up dead tomorrow, the police are gonna come right to me. Oh no! Please please be alive. Um, all right, stupid one. Uh, uh Batman. D- don't forever? fucking say Batman forever. I I'm I'm struggling to think of Tommy <laughs> Lee. Like this this is so easy uh, when I'm listening on my about- phone. What what do you think about Under Siege? Ooh. Okay. Because he was uh, the other villain along with Gary Busey in that movie. Okay. So, what do we have? We have the and, Fugitive. And I guess the third villain would be Gary Busey's teeth. <laughs> uh, so we have the Fugitive. We have Men in Black. We have mm-hmm. Under Siege. Do, do, hmm. And what about uh, No Country for Old Men? I like it. So, yeah, we'll lock it. You want to lock in those four then? Okay, uh, so The Fugitive, yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, Men in Black, first one. Yes, the first one. Uh, No Country for Old Men. Yes. And then what do you want to go for the fourth one? Under Siege, because fuck it. Or we can go Batman Forever. I I really doubt Under Siege is on there, but I want it to be. Uh, Fuck it. Uh, Wild card, let's go Batman Forever. All right. I don't give a fuck. Okay, yeah, so we'll go We'll go those four. Uh, no Country for Old Men, The Fugitive, Men in Black, the first one, and Batman Forever. 
The Fugitive is on there. Okay. No Country for Old Men is on there. Yes. yes. Men in Black is not on there. Okay. And Come on, Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Forever is not on there. Oh. <laughs> well, right. at least I can sleep tonight knowing that the world is in order. <laughs> All right. The two that you missed there, guys, was Lincoln. Oh, shit. I forgot yeah. that he was in Lincoln. <laughs> and the Homesman. <laughs> How'd you not get sure. the Homesman? I have no idea what the fuck that is. Sure. Yeah, it oh, looks weird. Oh, my. 2014. Damn. Never heard of it. All right. That was uh, lucky, I guess. What did we... Yeah, seven each. So we ended up on a tie in that one. So you guys are still up. <sighs> I so- mean, skill is often confused for luck. <laughs> 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 okay, we need to win this draft, Dean, for yes. another tie. Yes, we do. So let's get into our movie draft here. Guys, what have you gone with for the theme? So, it, it would be obvious, being that we're a Netflix podcast, to go for Netflix movies. However, we learned our lesson by going out of the countdown and being uh, then spanked. Home field so advantage. They cheated. We're, we're, we're never doing that again. <laughs> hey, that, that, so. doesn't, that doesn't mean shit, mate. Home, home court advantage don't mean shit now that we've entered it. <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, but yeah, so we've instead decided to go with Tom Hanks movies. Okay. Now, uh, next thing here, who... Who do you want to go first, out of you guys or us? Uh, let's go. Flip, flip a coin? Yeah, flip a coin. If you have a coin around. Uh, I have a six-sided die. I have a, I have a nickel. So let's, get, let's go uh, odds, Dan, evens, Caleb. Okay. Uh, it's a four. Okay. So right. we'll, Caleb will go first. All right, so you, yeah, you guys are going first and Caleb's going to go first. Okay, cool. Yep. Got it. All right, Caleb, what are you going for? <sighs> uh, I don't know necessarily that this is a strategic pick but this will be no surprise to dan i'm going with cloud atlas whoa I, what i already regret this decision that, to let you yeah, go first i know that it's is just incredible that. <laughs> okay uh, like i, I said, can't wait to see how that pans so, out so i we, Fuck, we just, I just lost. lost it i just lost it <laughs> we, we just Please lost. explain <laughs> we could end the draft um, now we'll, we'll pick nothing and we probably will win <laughs> Oh no, Cloud Atlas is real good. I, Cloud I agree. Atlas is, from a technical standpoint, like this, like I, for for him acting, like um, he plays like six different characters in the movie, and like they all are clearly distinct from each other. So it's an amazing acting piece. The movie's also a technical marvel. Like it's it's kind of one of those underrated gems that, you know, it it didn't really land with a lot of people when it came out Caleb, but... I, I can't i can't fit that whole reasoning on the on the picture i'm going to put up on twitter for you it's not going to fit <laughs> oh my god caleb just say <laughs> just put the quote it didn't really land first pick cloud atlas yeah um <laughs> realize this is a popular no, I, mean, like, I, I think this is going I, like i think this is the next generation's kind of cult classic movie you know what i mean like i, I feel like this will stand the test of time even though it wasn't a big hit when it came out Wait, wait for all the uh, the Cloud Atlas uh, picks. Like, oh, Cloud Atlas, great pick. We'll eat our own words now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the balls on these guys picking Cloud I'm Atlas. I'm just, they're getting I'm just my stunned. <laughs> well, that's how confident I am in the the rest of this. So, I'm just stunned. I can't believe this. Well, we'll do our picks here. Dean, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll definitely go first. I'll pick uh, what should have been taken first. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Okay, I figured as much. Very good. And I am going to take... Ooh, jeez. I did not expect this. 
Uh, uh, all right. Fuck it. I'm going to take Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'll take Toy Story. The first one, of course, yes. The first one, yes. All right, Caleb, back to you. What What are you going to drop, drop in the draft now? a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud Atlas is a real thing. Look, uh, from an acting piece for Tom Hanks, I stand by it. And similarly, I'm going to pick Castaway for the same reason. Ooh, okay. okay. I can't really think of anything, like anybody other than Tom Hanks that can carry a fucking two-hour movie and it's just him talking to himself on an island in the middle of nowhere and for it to be fucking interesting and i'm i'm a big i'm a big guy and i fucking cried a bit whenever uh the fucking volleyball floated away and that's (laughs) that's powerful like if an actor can do that good job Eh, that's that's a good reasoning all right dean what are you gonna go with all right i'm gonna go with the green mile as my next pick uh, you want to talk yeah. about crying? I mean, come on. <clears throat> All right. I, I'm i going to take a movie I just watched recently, a couple months ago. I'm going to go Philadelphia. Ooh. You took the one I was going to pick. Ah. Good call. Um, You know what? There may be crying with this draft, but there's no crying in baseball. I'm going to take a league of their own. Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Never say no. Oh what? Oh, dude! What's wrong with you? All right, next time we have, next time I pick a movie, just tell me to uh, choose that one for you. All right, you guys have got one more left. It's a collab, so go ahead and chat. Which ones you want to pick? Which one you want to pick? The Burbs. You want to take the Burbs? Uh, that's probably what. So the the last three that I kind of had on my short list that haven't been picked are the Burbs, Turner and Hooch, and Apollo Thirteen. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Burbs is the way yeah. to go here. Fuck it, let's take the Burbs. I fucking love that movie so movie much. So good. <laughs> the Burbs. Uh, sorry guys, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, that's that's something for your movie challenge right there. It it is Middle America. Your house at its is best. on fire, and your wife is home. My wife is home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it's Sold. it's a very good movie. It's got uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, Carrie really? Fisher. Yeah, uh, Carrie Fisher's his wife Car- in it. Uh, God, what, what's uh, what's Rumsfeld's name? I can't remember. It's got Corey Feldman, uh, Rick Dukeman. Uh, yeah, it's um, Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, incredible. Henry Gibson, Artifact of the 80s. I will make sure I put it on the movie challenge. Trust me, I will do it. It's uh, very good. All right, Dean, what do you want to go for the last one here? All what right. are your thoughts? I'm thinking we've got to go big. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I love Big. Yeah, Big's good. No one talks about Big. Big's awesome. Uh, I'm thinking Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I am a big mm. fan of uh, Catch Me If You Can. But what if we implement a little bit more strategy here? What if we put another Toy Story on to take away their Toy Story 1 power? <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Cloud, Cloud Atlas has already done that. I don't think you guys really need to do that. <laughs> What, what do you got? What do you think? Three? I think we go Toy Story 3. Do you want to take Toy Story 3 over Catch Me If You Can? Yes, yeah. I would. What do you think? I don't mind it. You don't mind it? I don't mind it. I think I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I think so. A lot of people do prefer the third one over the first one. I'm not one of them. No, I'm, I'm not either. But yeah, you're right. A lot of people do prefer the third one. All right, let's do it. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. All right, cool. All right. I mean, I had the chance to pick first, and I picked Cloud Atlas, huh? <laughs> yep. 
Uh, that's that's probably the biggest pod v pod shock I've ever had. But we'll see if it I works can- out for you. <sighs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the teams here. You guys have Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Toy Story, Castaway, League of Their Own, and The Burbs. And we have Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, The Green Mile, Philadelphia, and Toy Story 3. Man, four Best Picture nominees and versus Cloud Atlas. Who will win? One Cloud Atlas boy or four Best Picture nominees? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I, I am cautiously optimistic of our chances here. I am wildly confident that we're going to win this one. <laughs> and we need to because we're behind. Yes, we definitely need to win this one for a tie. So you guys have nothing to worry about. You're not going to lose this game. You can get a tie. You will get a tie. Caleb, you're never picking first again. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's too much pressure. I cracked. All right. So this is, as usual, going to be a blind movie draft. So no one will know which team is which, unless they've listened to the podcast, of course. It'll be <laughs> unlikely. Up <about>, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they'll look at the picture. They'll go, Cloud Atlas went first. got to listen and see who did this. <laughs> listen to their reasoning. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll put this poll up about 24 hours after we release the episode and you guys can go out there and vote for which team is the best. All right. Dan and Caleb, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a, a ball of fun, I've got to say. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for letting me publicly embarrass myself again. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute pleasure. We do it all the time. So where can the listeners find you guys? Uh, you can find us at netflixandswill.com. That contains all the links to our show, social media. Uh, we sometimes post reviews of which Daniel doesn't listen to because I warned him about a, a movie that will probably be coming up later in a uh, recap. And uh, it's awful. And he didn't listen to me. And he yeah, realized so it was awful. It'll be coming up later on in this episode. It'll be coming up very like very quickly at the start, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be break. And then this movie, and he didn't <laughs> listen to me about this movie, and I don't understand. You'll 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 hear my reasoning why later on. We didn't. It's, listen. it's, it's, it's something to do with a movie watching challenge. I will I will watch anything. Um, I, I mean that's fair, but you could have spent a better ninety minutes doing anything else. Yes, I, I realize that now. <laughs> All right. Once again, guys, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for having us again. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's get into... That's my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you, what is your favourite Bill Murray film? Okay, let's take a look at some answers here. First one from Chris McBrien. I feel like Meatballs is one of Bill Murray's forgotten films. For me, it's his best. Have you seen Meatballs? I haven't even heard of it. I have not heard of this film. Does Does that make us bad people? Makes us bad Bill Murray fans. Next up from Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. While normally I'd say Groundhog Day or Lost in Translation, got to share some love and say Caddyshack. Sure, it's not really just his movie, but I'm claiming it. Fair enough, Sam. Hendo, what did you think of Caddyshack? You know. Oh, that's right. He hasn't seen it. <laughs> yes, one of those movies on my. Mr. Film Buff over here hasn't it's seen fucked. Caddyshack. <laughs> we all have movies we should have seen that we haven't. Throw oh, me under dude. the bus, you prick. <laughs> Here's one from the Tasteless Podcast, Wild Things. Mm, on brand there. Not bad. <laughs> Next up from Jimmy Roberts, Between Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day. Too hard to decide. Scrooge is a Christmas tradition in my house. Thank you for that. <laughs> Mackenzie Lambert said Ghostbusters, and he made sure to say 84, as if we didn't know. 
goes to the stratosphere, say so many, but lost in translation is brilliant. The short and sweet film reviews say Groundhog Day, but what about Bob and his cameo in Zombieland has a direct line to my funny bone. Very understandable. Next up from patron Ben Mulverhill, with him featured Grand Budapest Hotel, with him leading Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Have to disagree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve Zizou, not a not a fan favourite in the IMDb Journey household. No. <laughs> Jessica Butter says, what about Bob doesn't get enough love? Have you seen what about Bob? Have you? Yes. No, you haven't. I have, I swear to God. I saw it. It was like a daytime movie. God damn it. <laughs> yep. Next up from Evan Crane, Stripes, hands down. Here's a vague answer from Deacon the Nerd. Is it possible to pick just one? He is the classic comedy master. Very vague. It's also possible to pick none, clearly. From Gog, St. Vincent is an absolute gem and improves with further viewing. That cousin show says Groundhog Day. Brian Vallo, Valoy, Valov says the man who knew too little. Here's one from Remington Brandenburg. Hands down, where the buffalo roam. Have you seen that one? Hands down or where the buffalo roam? Either. No. <laughs> Have you? No. <laughs> Carter Anderson says Moonrise Kingdom. Truth be told, says every single one is my favourite. I can't pick one. That would be an insult to our god, Murray. What an answer. Wow. <laughs> Okay, and looking at the poll we put up on Twitter, we had three options here, and of course we had the other option. Coming in at 12% is Lost in Translation. 18% is the other option. So there is two movies better than every other film collection. Good. 34% is Ghostbusters, Mm. and 36% is Groundhog Day. Very nice. Very good. Very close as well. All right, looking over on our Facebook page, we've got a reply here from Dale Beckman, Groundhog Day. Chris Mawson says Kingpin. And lastly... My beautiful, beautiful wife, Brittany, whose movie opinion may vary, (laughs) says, Charlie's Angels. Hmm. Then a very close second, Kingpin. I'm ashamed. Hey, you said it. That my wife has seen Kingpin and I have not. (laughs) (laughs) And over on our patron from Dan at the Netflix and Spool podcast, Caddyshack. Shane says, Groundhog Day is his definitive performance. Joe Banyard says, unpopular opinion maybe, but my favourite is Lost in Translation. It's one of my favourite films. I'm a sucker for unlikely friendship films. I don't think Lost in Translation is an unpopular opinion. I do think, though, that the last one here from patron Hayden, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Oh, Hayden. How? How? God damn it. (laughs) No, thank you, everyone, for your responses there. But, Dean, let's get to our top five Bill Murray films. All right, let's kick it off with you, mate. What's your number five? My number five is Tootsie. Okie doke. My number five, it's, a, it's an interesting one because I'm going with film. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Yep. Classic Bill Murray movie. He's in it. My number four is Zombieland. Ooh, nice. <laughs> My number four is The Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Number three, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Ding, ding, ding. That is my number three, too. God, do we have the same 3-2-1 here? We very, we very much could. All right, number two, Ghostbusters. Absolutely, and Ghostbusters, number two. Easily number one, Groundhog Day. Number one is for sure Groundhog Day. That is That plays so perfectly with his comedic chops yep. and his dramatic chops. Absolutely. I love that movie. Absolutely. And for next week's question of the week, in the spirit of Stand By Me, we're going to ask you, what is your favourite coming-of-age film? A lot, of good spot, a lot of good choices out there. Yeah, a bit of a, an interesting question. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look at the results of the grand final in the best 1950s film tournament. And like we hinted at, this was a doozy. This result was going back and forth throughout the whole thing. But in the end, with 94 votes, 52% 
Went to the number one seed, 12 Angry Men. Ooh. Rear Window had it for a while there. I am shocked. I could, I didn't realize Rear Window was that well-loved. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, yeah, 12 Angry Men makes it into the final eight bracket. Yep. So the week after next, we'll start our best 1960s film tournament. Lots of good films from the 60s as well. So that's going to be another new tournament, another new bracket for us. I also forgot to mention, you get to choose a film for me. After your smashing of me in this one? Yes, I do. And in light of recent revelations about Bill Murray, I am going to give... What? I am going to give you meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) It could be a good thing. Some people said it was his best. There you go. I'll take their word for it. There's no need to take their word for it because you can watch it. I'll take their word for it now. All right, we're going to take another quick break here, give you a couple of promos from some other awesome podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Hi, this is Drew Martin. And I'm Roy King. And we're part of a weekly movie podcast called Coming Off the Reels, where we discuss everything from the newest releases to our childhood favorites. We'll also break down specific years, directors, actors, and genres. We may not always stay on topic, we rarely do, but we always circle back to our love of movies. You can learn more about us on our website, comingoffthereels.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and anywhere else your podcasts like to hide. And follow us on Twitter, at Off The Reels, for weekly battle polls, movie haikus, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for a new movie podcast, and I know you are, give us a try. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show to get our name out there and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and another personal favourite of mine, CastBox. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can contact us on Twitter at twitter.com slash imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And Dean, we've got another great review here this week from Derelict88. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jealous that I had not thought about this idea before them. With that said, the IMDb journey takes on the top 250 list with engaging conversations, humour, movie trivia, etc. This podcast oozes with originality and love for all things cinema. Take the journey with them, start watching, and most importantly, start listening. Thank you for that. That uh, That's really good. I, I did think you were going to say, with that being said, please check out my new podcast, <laughs> The IMDb Track. <laughs> or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, why not check out our Patreon where we post another weekly show, breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this week, Hendo? Well, Dean, we're still going with our X-Men film series here, and this week it is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Ooh, the one you've all been waiting for. Oh, this is going to be an absolute bang. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. Hey everyone, it's Chris and Mike from The Recasting Couch, the podcast where we take our favorite movies and discuss what they would be like with new actors in all the lead roles. Hey Mike, tell them where they can find us on social media. 
You can find our website at therecastingcouch.com or on Twitter at RecastingPod. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. Yeah, if there's a service that's not posting our pod, you let us know and we will rectify that immediately. Damn right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, just got to remind all you lovely listeners that we will not be spoiling the movies we're about to talk about. So if you haven't seen them yet, do not fear. We will not ruin them for you. All right, Dean, how many films have you seen? Okay, not including rewatches for me or any movies that I spoke about in the top 20 movies of 2018. I've seen 13 movies. Okay. What about you, well, Mr. I, Challenge over here? I've cut my list down considerably from rewatches and other films like that. I, overall, I saw 62 films since we spoke last about okay. this, but it has been trimmed to a nice tight 26. 26? Yes. Double me. Yes. Now, how we're going to be doing this so we can keep this contained is rather than you know give a, a quick talk about the movie in general, we're going to give something good, something bad, which we're now calling... The Good. The bad. Okay, so obviously we'll start with me, my number 26. We did mention it on the Pod V Pod with Dan. It is very much number 26, right at the bottom here, the Netflix film I.O. The good thing about this film, I, I don't know. I, It's not offensively bad. That's it's not offensively bad. No, if it was offensively bad, it would be, you know, my worst rating. It'd be a half star. This is a one star film. Ah. Just because of that. Like it's, the, the bad thing about it is, one of the bad things about it is, it's bland, it's boring, it's got dull characters, a terrible script, to name a few things. One of the bad things. Yeah, I couldn't... I couldn't. This is going beautifully. I couldn't leave it at one. And yeah, overall, I give it one star. Okay, as always, we have reviews from you guys out there too. We'll keep it at one, a movie from now on. Here's one from Dan from Netflix and Swill. An unmitigated disaster on all fronts. This movie should be avoided like an earth with a dying atmosphere. Strong words. All right, Hendo, you're number 25. Under the Silver Lake. The good thing about this film is uh, Andrew Garfield was good. I guess he was a standout for the film. He was a standout. Yeah, the bad again. I can't name more. I can't name just one. It's yeah. convoluted. It's incoherent, and it's so long. It not that it's long. It felt very long. Okay. And overall, yeah, I give it one and a half. All right. All right. Here's a review from Joe Banyard. I couldn't understand all the bad reviews I read after watching this. I went in blind and loved every minute of it. Reminded me of Mulholland Drive. Best of the year for me so far. Wow. There you go. All right, See, I like Joe. That. Oh, there you go. All right, 24. Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, this is one I was pretty amped up to see. Great cast, great director, and everyone panned it. The good thing about this is I thought there was a nice depiction about the culture of art criticism. It's very it's very funny in ways. Like, they, they, they make fun of it. It's good. The bad, again, it's just tonally inconsistent and it's just so many cliche horror tropes. It's not smart like that. Yeah. And I do give this one one and a half as well. Okay. All right, here's a review from a mad scientist. Didn't do much to further the genre of horror. Nightcrawler was an amazing film, but this was just meh. Boring deaths and boring characters. That brings us to number 23. Yes, and that is Close, another Netflix film. Never heard of this one. It's got Numi Rapace in it. Is it pronounced Numi? What is it? What do you think it is? Naomi? Yeah. There's no A. I call it Numi. What? No A. What is it? N-O-M-I? N-O-O-M-I. Ah, Numi. Yeah, and the good thing about this film is it was never boring. Bad thing is I still don't actually know who was on whose side in this film. It was very all over the joint like that. Mm. But this goes up to a two-star for me. Had a case of the atomic blondes about them, eh? No. 
Oh, you really liked that film, didn't you? Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay, 22. 22 is a film that you gave me, you prick. It's The Last Emperor. (laughs) Man, uh, you've been messaging me about this. I don't know how long you've been trying to watch this film, but it's been a while. Yeah, let's start. Obviously, let's start with the good. You can see that there was a lot of effort put into this film. It's got really good production design, good costumes. Uh, One best picture. Exactly. It It looks good. Like I like I've been telling you, it's so long, it's so boring. It took me so long to get through this film. Multiple nights of trying to get through this. It's a two star film. It's it's one of the worst best pictures I've seen. That's higher than I would have expected. I give it those two stars for how good it looks, and it's very luscious. It's just my God, it bore me to tears. Yeah, I think your two stars are a bit generous. You haven't seen it. I give two stars to that type of movie. You're so right? negative on it. Two stars. Well, I, put, I bet. If I that, put to you, your two I and bet, a half is too generous. I bet if that movie had won the best picture at the Razzie Awards, right, whatever the hell they call it, the worst movie of the year, you would not give that movie two stars. I would not be watching it. Well, if I give it to you, you'd be you watching it. You wouldn't be giving it to me. <laughs> oh, I'll be giving it to you. God. <laughs> Come on. My number 21 is Tower. <sighs> okay. Have you heard of this? No. It's a documentary a couple of years ago about okay. uh, a shooting, like a guy up in the uh, tower. Uh, at a school who's using his sniper and he's, sh- he's shooting people at the school. It's a very well-known um, incident that happened back in the 60s, I believe. Okay. The good thing is about this film, it's obviously a fascinating story that's being told and the horror that these people went through, all these people that went through on this day. The bad thing about this film is like the way it's told. It's this animation-style format. It's really weird. I didn't... Oh, it's not live action. No, it's it's people acting, but it's... Done over like they've they've done over like an animation like uh, scan a scanner scanner darkly, darkly yeah, yeah like that yeah that animation annoyed me but these people are actors playing the young versions of these people like they're repeating the interviews that these people have given oh yeah and it's done through animation like you like it's it shows what's happening out there like the people out getting shot and what where they're going through what they're going through and it's done animation style and it really just detracted from I just it was really yeah, yeah be jarring be jarring yeah and I just two and a half for me okay we up to 20 20 another film you gave me the English patient <laughs> god you had to give me some really bad best picture winners didn't you well it's important we uh further your movie watching yeah good thing about this is the cast really good cast Ray Fiennes Kristen Scott Thomas Juliette Binoche, Colin Firth. Good good little list there. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, and that's my good thing, is that the cast is okay. <laughs> there, was, there was a scene in the middle, a super tense scene with this bomb that was, yeah, I was really stuck on that, that scene watching it. The bad thing is, same with Last Emperor. It's so long, and it's just dull a lot of the way through it. So two and a half. desert, though? Some good dull, desert feels. The dulls it. Is it Tunisia? No, you didn't like my joke. Was that a joke? Actually, no, it wasn't. It makes sense. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Again, very generous. All right, Hendo, what's your 19th film? 19 is a film from this year, another Netflix film, Polar. Oh, okay, Mads. The Mads Mikkelsen, John assassin, Wick. John Wick, snow yeah. type of thing. Good. And we were, I just mentioned the good, Mads Mikkelsen. Man, he's a beast. He's so good. He's so good at all these films that he's yeah, in. Like uh, Valhalla Rising. He's good in that film. The film is terrible, but he is good. All right. The problem with this film, the bad thing about this film, it's tonally, the, the tone, it's all over the joint. It's action one one piece. It's stupid comedy. Matt Lucas is in this. You know Matt Lucas, the bald guy from Little Britain? He's the villain Horror in this. Part one. Yes, and he's the villain, and it's just so unconvincing. He's so awful. This film should have also finished about 20 minutes earlier than it did. Got a case of the old uh, Anthony Mackies about him, did he? Yeah, <laughs> but this is worse. Okay. 
Okay, here's a review for Polar from Kevin Brackett. What I got out of this movie? More confirmation that Mads Mikkelsen is a badass and she'll be in everything. Mads should also play Solid Snake in a live-action Metal Gear Solid movie. Nice. And I love that when something cool happened, Netflix asked if I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> I don't think... My Netflix what? doesn't do that. Really? I watched it on Netflix. It didn't tell me, do you want to watch this scene again? See, that's weird. Wouldn't that be annoying? If it's really good, why not? Say you're rewinding it yourself. Rewinding? Showing your age. Wait, what do you call it? Backtracking? Skipping back? I don't know. Like, rewinding, I think, of a tape. Yeah. Rewinding. So, yeah. I guess it does show my age. Oh, I still think it's probably what you call it. All right, what are we up to? 18? 18 for me is Ben is back. What's that? Julie Roberts and Lucas Hedges. Oh, yeah. Julie Roberts. And I think the good thing about this is Julie Roberts. I think she put in a pretty good performance. I haven't seen her in a lot recently. What was the last thing before Ben is back? Oh, wasn't it Mother's Day? Oh, really? Well, she's much better in this than Mother's Day. Okay. Uh, The bad thing about this film is, I don't know, I think the character's got to be grating after a while, and I started to not sympathize with them. So I give it two and a half. Okay. Moving on to your number 17. 17 is Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah, I, I really cannot bring myself to watch this. I don't think you should. I think the good thing about this is Shesha Ronan was very good in this film. The bad thing is it's like it's like a C-grade Game of Thrones, really. Like, it's politics about who's taking the throne. Margot Robbie, she's like billed as like one of the big leads. She's in it for like a fifth of the film, maybe a sixth, like a couple of scenes. That's it. Really? Yeah, and I'd give this two and a half too. Here's a review from the depressed moviegoer. It was beautifully shot, costumed and decorated, and everyone on screen gave solid performances, but the pacing was all over the shop and the sheet maze climax was sloppily executed, for lack of a better phrase. All right, my number 16 is Mariah. Number six? No. Did you not hear me? Did you say 16? Yes. I thought you said, all right, my number 16 is Mariah. (laughs) (laughs) No, my number 16, Dean, is Mariah. Okay. And the good thing about this is the animation, the anime, I guess, is it's really good to look at. Like, maybe seeing a lot of, like, standard animation films, you see an anime and it sort of stands out for you. The bad thing about this film is the lead character, the main character, this little shit of a kid, he's just terrible. I just, I cannot get on board with anything he's doing. He's just a little turd and I just want him to stop and stop. Okay. Here's a review from the Feel and Film podcast. More like Mehrai. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, on to your 15. Wow. <laughs> My number 15 is High Flying Bird. It's a new movie that came out this year. Steven Soderbergh shot on the iPhone yet again, like Unsane. Really? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out. And the good thing about this is it's got a very smart script and it's got some solid acting. Like, those are the two things that stand out for this film. The bad thing about this film for me is that it feels like it's all bark and no bite. Like, something just needed to happen. There was a lot of general discussion and things that were like that were. I hate general discussion. Yeah, but I just needed something to. Something to happen, and it just it just was very middle of the road for me, and I give it a three star. More of a thinking man's film. Well, then you'd love it, wouldn't you? <laughs> On to your number 14, is it? Yes, number 14 is a film that I think you can discuss about as well, Abducted in Plain Sight. Aha, I can. Oh, you can finally start talking. What's your good thing about this film? How interesting this film is, and I mean that in a very Vague. negative, <laughs> very negative way. No, I mean, I cannot believe what these parents 
were doing. Yeah, for me, this story is so messed up. It was just, it was outright emotional. Like it, it got an emotional response out of me, and that's I don't know. I'm that's kind of sh- what I'm looking for. I'm not sure I was emotionally invested in it. I just could not believe how dumb these parents were. Like they should be fucking crucified. Absolutely, that's that's a big thing with this with this documentary. These parents are just some of the dumbest people I've ever and seen like, in my life. <laughs> and like, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, you'll watch it and. A third of the way, and you'll be like, wow, they are dumb. Nah, just wait. Yeah, it gets worse. Like, seriously, these people are insane. The bad thing for me is, as a documentary, this is just a very formulaic documentary. And for me, it's the story within the documentary that stands out. The actual telling in this documentary is just generic. Yeah, the bad for me is it's about child sex abuse, and it makes me really uncomfortable. So I'm sure there's another one we can talk about later on. Yeah, there is. So I give this three. I give it three and a half. Cool. All right, let's whip it back to you, mate. What's your number 13? Oh, I love it when it's whipped back to me. My number 13 is a movie that you gave me. It is the most recent Best Picture winner that I hadn't seen, and it is Chicago. Oh, dear. The good. I mean, I'd like to be able to say there's some nice eye candy, but I'm just not a fan of Renee Zellweger or Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's not a good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to think, what did I like about this film? I guess... The choreography was nice. Cool. I, I don't know. No, nah, I'm not even going to say that. Like, it's just, I, what did I like about it? Not much. I can't think of anything I liked about it. The bad is terrible. This is a stupid song and dance movie. There, there's so little plot in this film. Like, it's all about the songs, and the songs are terrible. They're all boring, boring show tunes, and I, I can't believe this one, Best Picture. I cannot believe... That this is not talked about in the same breath as a Shakespeare in Love beating Saving Private Ryan. This film beat The Pianist, which was fantastic. And this is another Harvey Weinstein produced thing. He won an Oscar for this. It's a joke. Why are people not more upset about this winning? Probably because Saving Private Ryan is better than Pianist. So they look at that more. I mean, I think Shakespeare in Love is much better than this film, like by mile. Yeah, but they want to be looking at the one that should have won. I mean, The Pianist is incredible. The Pianist is done by Roman Polanski. Who won Best Director. You want to talk about, like, molesters and all that sort of stuff? Maybe that's why they don't talk about it anymore. Maybe they're like, Chicago, <laughs> you can take it. Well played. <laughs> we did right there. Yeah, let's give it to Weinstein. <laughs> we did right. <laughs> I stand yeah, corrected. That, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, so I give this one star. Okay. My number 13 is... Another Best Picture winner, Marty. Say it again, sorry? Marty. Marty? Yeah, Marty. What year? 1955. Okay. Yeah. Why'd you watch that? It was a short one. Okay. I wanted to watch a Best Picture. Yep. I wanted to get the- Because you'd done so well with Last Emperor and English Patient. No, I'd only seen uh, English Patient by this one, so I'm like, oh, i got to get this Best Picture smell off me and see, check out another one, which was actually better. I think the, the good thing about this film is, is the chemistry between Ernest Borgnine and the actress- I don't know who she is, but I thought they were very sweet in this film together. The bad for me is I actually wish this film was longer. This goes for a very crisp hour and a half, and I felt like they could have got a lot more out of it if it went for longer, if we developed these characters even a bit more. What genre is it? Uh, Drama, like flat-out drama? Drama, comedy, a little bit of comedy. okay. Yeah. Mostly drama. And I give it a three-star. Okay. Marty! Marty! (laughs) All right, mate, what's your number 12? My number 12 is... Another movie you gave me a Ooh, long, long time. We are ago. not doing. We are not doing well here. Okay, uh, it's called Soul Station. Soul Station. Seoul Station. The prequel to Train to Train to Busan. No, you didn't like this one. Did I say that? 
Well, what's your next? Would you go? What do you go from one star to a three here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, legitimately one star to three. Bad. I was having a great run with films until I watched <laughs> Chicago. Um, okay, the good. The animation is legitimately really good. Like, and it's a very it grabs you. Like, the animation really does grab you. So I did like the animation in this film. The bad, I just don't didn't I wasn't invested enough in these characters. And there's events, uh, revelations, if you will, that take place at the end that I did not get behind at all, which did peg it down a bit for me. Does As it, I said. Does it take anything away from Train to Busan? Oh, no, nah, not huh? at all. Not at all. <laughs> if you haven't seen Train to Busan, pretty sure it's on Netflix or Stan. Fantastic. All right, my number 12 is The Old Man and the Gun. That's how long ago this was. And the good is it's it's sweet, it's harmless, it's fine. Like, it's one of those, it's, it's, it's a nice, feel-good film. I'm impressed that you said a good about this. And didn't say Robert Redford. Well, you said that last time. I don't want to always have to say the same thing as you do. Okay. The bad. Robert Redford. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying the good thing about it, the bad thing is almost the same. Like, it, that's all it is. Like, it could have been a lot a lot more than that, but it's just you know, middle middle of the road. It's nice, but it yeah. could have been a lot more than that. It's a good film. Yeah. Three stars. All right, mate. You're number 11. My number 11 is Life Itself. Ooh, Okay. The good. It's not the worst film I've ever seen. Which, going into it, that's what everyone was saying. Like, this film is so bad. Oh, I turned it off, couldn't watch it, etc., etc. It is nothing like that at all. These people carrying on about it have no idea what they're talking about. This film is good. It is a good original film with a great cast and a nice interweaving storyline sort of thing going on. I was on board. Dee's doing little wavy fingers towards me here. What, you think the listeners can't tell that? The bad. Oh, you're struggling. Well, I was just expecting so bad that I was like, hey, this is pretty good. What's bad about it? Whilst I do like the uh, interweaving stories, it was a little cliche with how how conveniently everything interwo- interwove together. So yeah. cliches aside, I had a good time with it. I'll give it three stars. Okay, fair enough. So I'm going to talk about my 11 and 10 here, okay? That is Fire Fraud and Fire, the two documentaries about the, the completely botched Fire Festival. Have you seen these? Nah. I say check them out. I both I give them both three stars. The good thing about these films, these documentaries, is is just the story. Like it is it is incredible that this happened. And watching all these, you know, these rich pricks just get shafted really bad for all this stuff. This, you know, the one percenters just getting roasted. It was hilarious. The bad with these documentaries is well, if you're gonna put them together, they're basically the same documentary, but they they do show a couple of different things in each one. I feel with Fire, there's no rebuttal. Like, there's no people giving interviews about what it actually happened. Like, with, with Fire Fraud, the other one, yes. you, actually, you actually have the, the main guy, Billy McFarland. He's actually doing an interview in that film, which is really good. I like that they got him to talk about what was going on. And you can see in that documentary, he's got no clue. Like, he's just all over the joint. He's trying to cover everything. He's he's a twat. This guy is a just he's a fucking head case. And what you watch Fire Fraud just to watch him squirm at every question he gets asked, it's hilarious. I think overall both of these are three star films. I recommend if you're gonna watch one, watch them both. They do <laughs> I recommend if you watch one, you watch them both. What's you idiot. With, what's wrong with that? I recommend if you watch one, you watch them both. Yeah, if you watch one of them, then watch the other one. No, the way you say it is more like, hey, there's two movies to watch. 
I recommend if you're going to watch one, watch them both. Yeah, you take it how you want to. Watch them both. They're really they're, they're good. They're good documentaries. Okay, here's a review for both of these documentaries from Cinema Recall. Fire Fraud is 30% better. The one on Netflix, Fire, was actually co-produced by Fuck Jerry. That's the same team that helped promote the Fire Festival to begin with. So they had a say in trying to cover their tracks in, in Fire. I disagree. I think Fire is the better documentary out of the two, but they're both on par for a three-star. Okay. Well, then you can talk twice here now. Ten and nine, go for it. All right, my number ten is... A movie called Made in Britain. Okay. Now, this is one I hadn't heard of. I was looking up prison movies after I watched a movie, and this one got mentioned a couple times. I actually found it on YouTube. Um, nice. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Yeah. Okay. The good. Tim Roth. He's like 16, I think, in this movie, and he's crazy. Like, crazy good. Like, yeah. it is such a raw performance that you just watch it for him. He's far and away the best thing about this movie. Cool. The bad, it's super old. Oh, why is that's that bad? Not a bad? Okay, I'll rephrase that. It's super cheap looking. Okay. Like this was made for no money at all. And you can really tell. And while that does add to the element of you know grittiness to it, it's it's a poor quality film. Yeah. Overall, I give it three stars. Cool. On to my number nine, Red Sparrow. Okay. The good? It wasn't confusing at all. I was going into this espionage sort of Spy movie. Atomic Blonde style. Yeah. Film. I was, I, well, th- honestly, that's what I was expecting. I yeah. was expecting a movie that was going to be really like convoluted and hard to follow. And it wasn't that at all. It was very straightforward, but not in a simple way. It was just very easy to understand and a well told story. The bad, I'm kind of over Jennifer Lawrence at this point. Yeah, that's a good bad. I just think she's choosing these roles where she doesn't actually have to act a lot. I know she puts on this stupid accent for this <laughs> movie, but. I'm just, I'm getting over seeing her and she needs to really step outside her comfort zone and do something completely different. Like we don't need this, you know, (laughs) this is going to sound wrong, but this strong female character every time. Like you can be vulnerable and I know she tries, I just never buy it when she does it. Overall though, I give it three stars. Cool. Uh, That brings us to your number nine, Hendo. My number nine is a film from 1923. It's called Safety Last. Buster Mm -hmm. Scruggs. You're thinking of Buster Keaton? Yeah. No, it's not even him. Oh, what is it? It's basically the third in that in the silent era comedic slapstick kind of actors. You've got Charlie Chaplin, you've got Buster Keaton, and you've got Harold Lloyd. Oh, okay. Also known as the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> but what I liked about this is that, that 30s slapstick humour. It's, it's goofy. Didn't you say it came out in the 20s? 1929. <laughs> gotcha, Andrew. Yeah, 1923. So, yeah, that... The uh, the twenties slapstick humor, I guess you could say, mm. it's funny. Like I enjoy Much it. Much funnier than that thirties futuristic. Yeah, slapstick it got a bit old humor. by then. Do you know the iconic scene of him hanging off the the clock? Yeah, yeah. So that's this movie, and I thought that whole scene was done very well as well. The bad thing, it's a nineteen twenty three comedy. There's not a lot to it. It's just very gaggy. Like lots of lots of visual gags. That's about it. Not, not really. Not much of a. Emotional weight or a story, really, per se. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mate. What's your number eight? My number eight, mate, is the front runner. Um, I miss. I skipped this one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Like, it's it's not a bad movie by any stretch. Um, I heard it being talked up for awards, um, well before the award season, and obviously that never panned out for it. It's it's a fine movie. Like, it's about a political campaign with Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I think Michelle Williams is in everything. Um. The good, Hugh Jackman, he's always good. Yep. Honestly, he's he's very likable. He's very easy to watch and he really does carry this entire movie. And he plays a character that he hasn't really played before, which I did appreciate the uh, 
Variety, I guess, in his role. The bad. It just doesn't do enough, this story. And it okay. is a true story, so they don't have a lot of options to go that sort of next step further. But when you watch a film like the documentary like Wiener, which just keeps getting better and better with this political scandal, when you watch this one, it's just like, ah, oh, okay, that's it. Oh, okay. Overall, though, easy watch, three stars. Okay, my number eight is Instant Family. Never heard of it. The very recent comedy with Rose Byrne and Mark Wahlberg when they adopt three kids. Yeah, never heard of it. Okay. Is it good? Yeah, three and a half stars. Nice. The good is it's, it's very sweet. It's funny at points. The bad is that a lot of the jokes are definitely missed. Like, you, there's jokes- You we, didn't get them? No, I got them. There are jokes where I laughed out loud. There are jokes I'm like, wow, that really just whoosh. Terrible. Whooshed. Yeah, definitely whooshed. Went over your head. Made a whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three and a half stars for Instant Family. Okay, that's, that's high. For a movie I haven't heard of or seen. A movie you haven't heard of is not saying much. I'm telling you. How dare you? I keep my ear to the ground. All right. My number seven is a movie that we've actually released a bonus episode on, giving all our closest and dearest thoughts on. It's Captain Marvel. Me too. Number seven. Well, that worked out perfectly. So if you haven't heard that little bonus review, go ahead and check it out. But that's where we have that film on our rankings. Yes, it is. All right. Moving on to your number six. Is a movie from last year, Burning. Burning, yes. I did speak about this on my top 20 films of the year. It just missed my top 20, so I'll give a a quick rundown now. The good, cinematography. Gorgeous movie to look at. Honestly, really, really impressive stuff. Naked Asians does it for me every time. Wow. The bad. The movie does dip in points, and the ambiguity I did have issues with. So, overall, though, very good film. Three and a half stars. Here's a review from Matt Passantino. Best movie of 2018. A haunting, ambiguous masterpiece earns every minute of its lengthy runtime and will, like any great film, start a conversation. 10 out of 10. Thanks, Matt. All right, my number six is Beautiful Boy. Long time ago I saw this now. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, and for me, the good thing about this film is Steve Carell. He's very, very good in this film as the dad. The bad for me is Timothy Chalamet. I just I didn't buy him. I thought he was a little prick shit. And I didn't really buy his performance. I just, nah, it wasn't for me in this one. So three and a half stars overall. I love how we're doing this good and bad and we end on a negative. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so uh, I had a lot of these issues with it. Uh, Four and a half stars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number five is another foreign film from last year, Shoplifters. Nice. The good. Very original story. Like very engaging, captivating story, which kept me enthralled the entire runtime. So... Yeah, it was good. The bad. Looks really dirty. Kind of the opposite to burning. Yeah. Like, I think I got more into the characters with shoplifters, but it just wasn't as nice to look at, where it's the other way for burning. So, yeah, good film though. Three and a half stars. All right, my number five is The Sisters Brothers. The good in this is Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley. Their chemistry, their relationship in this film is fantastic. They are very good in this film. The bad for me is it got a little slow in the middle Could have been cut short. Got a bit slow for me. Three and a half stars. Okay, here's a review from Paul at the Countdown Podcast. I really enjoyed it. Slow burn Western with complex characters and great performances that subverts most expectations. Very good. All right, mate, what's your number four? My number four is Creed 2. Nice, okay. This is on my list still, so we can talk about that. Good. The good. It's really good. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Wait, hot take. The good part of it is it's really good. Well, it's it's an up... (sighs) It's following. The problem is, it's following on from Creed. I thought we were the good, which is. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Okay, the good. Same great characters with new additions of these 
were they Dragos? The Dragos, yeah. The Dragos. Fantastic. Are they new additions? Well, they're new additions for me who don't remember them in the other ones. So That would be my good too, is having having these, you know, antagonists that you kind of care for a little bit. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. And I like what they did with that. The bad for me is, as I mentioned earlier, it's not as good as Creed 1. Oh, my God. That was my bad. It's not Creed 1. Okay. And Creed <laughs> 1 was amazing. And whilst this is a very good film, it's still, yeah, it's not as good as the first one. Yeah. So, overall, though, three and a half stars. No, I give it a four. Okay. Got a review here from Corey Tatum. I renamed this film Creed 2, Rocky, four and a half, Shadow Boxing. There's a long title, Corey. It's basically a rehash of Rocky IV beat for beat. This film desperately needed Ryan Coogler for direction. I was hoping for something more and different. It's good, but it doesn't deliver that one-two punch of Creed. I would say this is more of a blend of Rocky Three and Rocky IV. I wouldn't say this is all Rocky IV. For me personally. All right, Ando, what's your number four? My number four is a new film from this year on Netflix, Paddleton. Paddington? No. How about you listen to me for a change? Is it about it's not, it's not, badminton? It's not 16 and it's not Paddington. <laughs> Paddleton. It is a Netflix film with Mark Duplass and Ray Romano. Starring a teddy bear. <laughs> Ray Romano, really? Yeah, and this is the good. These performances from these two guys. You talk about the chemistry in the Sisters Brothers. These guys have it. It is fantastic. This is The whole, the whole story is them and their relationship. I could also say that the ending, oh, it, it got to me. Very, very emotional. Gave you a paddling, did it? That's a paddling. <laughs> That's paddling. <laughs> no, the bad for me in this film is that in the middle it does become stagnant and it takes a while before it gets back into it. So overall, three and a half stars. Very good. All right, my number three is Abducted in Plain Sight. Okie doke. My number three is Can You Ever Forgive Me? This is probably the film I saw the furthest away I probably watched this straight after we did recorded our What Else You Been Watching last time. And for me, the good of this film is Melissa McCarthy. And that is saying something because I can't stand her in basically every other film she's been in. And she does do very well in this film. You know it was originally going to be Julianne Moore's role? Mm, okay. I, th- I think... I think she got fired from it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was reading, I think, yesterday about it. Yeah. Had an issue with the director or something, or he had an issue with her. But yeah, I think Melissa McCarthy's much better in it. Yeah. Then I would imagine Julianne Moore yeah, being. Yeah, of course. And I, I do really like Julianne Moore, though. Yeah, but I think Melissa McCarthy's better for this role. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the bad for me personally is it's not it's not good to look at. It looks like it's done in a sepia yeah. uh, kind brave. of Instagram filter so- style. So for me, three and a half. And here's a review from Austin Keller. Very good. A must-watch movie with a great script, great characters, and quite possibly McCarthy's best performance to date. That is true. Quite possibly. What's in contention? Absolutely. Bridemaid. Okay, mate, on to your number two. My number two is Leaving Neverland. Snap, that's my number two as well. Everybody wanted to meet Michael or be with Michael. And then he likes you. I was seven years old. Michael asked, do you and the family want to come to Neverland? We drive in and forget about all your problems. You were in Neverland. It was a fantasy. The days were filled with magical childhood adventure experiences. Playing tag, watching movies, eating junk food, anything you could ever want as a child. It's like hanging out with a friend that's more your age. Just kid things. They were just doing kid things. He just came across as a loving, caring, kind soul. 
it was easy to believe that he was just that. Out of a storybook, right? Out of a fairy tale. Hello, Wade. Today is your birthday. So congratulations. I love you. Goodbye. There's no thoughts of this is wrong or anything like that. He told me if they ever found out what we were doing, he and I would go to jail for the rest of our lives. Secrets will eat you up. You feel so alone. I want to be able to speak the truth as loud as I had to speak the lie for so long. Okay, this four-hour-long documentary... Which I watched in one sitting. No, I split and it. And I started it at almost 11 o'clock one night. Oh, you hero. I, I fall asleep, like, midday oh, to, you to good You have movies. no idea how many times he falls asleep during a recording. <laughs> well, have you listened to it? I was going to say, it's usually when I'm talking. <laughs> this documentary kept me just eyes glued to the TV. It is disgusting. It's hard to watch. It's oh, it's so hard to watch. I struggled like going to sleep afterwards and then waking up the next day. Like the first thing I'm thinking of is fucking Michael Jackson touching little boys. And it's it's just to see think what Michael Jackson is, there is no one like Michael Jackson. Like this is someone who arguably the biggest star ever. And this is a a man, monster who is a recluse. Like he yep. is this weird, weird man. Weird is an understatement. So to sort of see an insight, not just into the um, child abuse stuff, obviously, but just the insight into what this guy does day to day. It's oh, it's yeah. It wasn't just about the the stories of abuse. It was everything else that he was doing around that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. He's the way he lived his life like that, and yeah, and, and all those all these allegations, this these stories of what he did to these children, these two guys when they were young. Oh, it's horrifying. It's it's hard to it's hard to think about. No, it, you've you've hit it on the head. It is hard to think about. And the problem is once you watch it, all you do is think about it. Yeah. And you just you feel you feel I felt so much for not just the boys or the men now, the families, like their whole lives have been you know, turned upside down because of this, and I've heard a lot of negativity. There's, I mean, it's very controversial. There's a heap yes. of negativity around it, which is why this is, if we're sticking to this good bad thing, my bad is that the lack of evidence. Yeah. Um. It's it does only present one side, and it doesn't have any. Like you just have to believe what these people are saying. Yeah. How, where? How are you going to get the other side? Like yeah, I, I don't know. And that's this is my bad as well. Why is this now? Why is this ten years later? Is it because they finally decided they they want to talk about this? Which could very well be the reason. It, it could be, but also one thing they don't say in the documentary is these guys are suing the Michael Jackson estate. I think Wade's suing for one and a half billion dollars. So making a four-hour documentary just laying out your side of the story and what you're alleging is it's unfair. Okay, I get that. Yes. But it's not unfair if it's true. I know. Which and I believe yeah, it is me, true. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I believe it's true. There's too much going on here. It's too convincing. Yeah. Right? What gets me is I watched this after watching Abducted in Plain Sight and the similarities between these predators in both films mm-hmm. 
is just remarkable. Same here. I think I watched this pretty much after Abducted in Plain Sight. Yeah, I had weeks between mine, oh, but okay. I, st- I still remember it. The grooming, the 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 long telephone conversations, the threats of what will happen, but what gets me is- Yeah, the threats were so weird. Yeah. Like coming from this guy, Michael Jackson, who's like this kid and, hear- and hearing the threats that he was putting out. Yeah. And like you said, the grooming- Getting the parents to like buttering up the parents with all this stuff. Yeah, so that, yeah, exactly yeah, the same. Like yeah. you know, spending hours on the phone to the pe- the mum yeah. of Wade. Like it's it's identical, and yeah. like I'm still like still researching all this sort of stuff now. I watched the Oprah interview with Michael Jackson that she did in 1993, and that is just harrowing watching it now because yeah. they walk through his theatre. And she points out like, oh, this is how I know you're such a great man. You've got these beds set up in the back where, you know, kids can go. And I'm just like, oh, once you've heard like yeah. the stuff that would go on in there, it's just, it's, you can't look at him the same way, honestly. Like it's. And it's not like this is the first time this has come out. There's no, been it's not. several different, you know, court hearings, allegations. One that was paid, like settled out of court, he paid them off. Yeah. Like it just, there's just so much here that. Like, How can it not be true? Yeah. I mean, some people might say that I'm, I guess, we're gullible for, like, accepting this. Yep. I disagree. I, I think this, if this is a performance, this guy's one of the best actors in the world. Yeah. I genuinely genuinely believe these two and they're things that they were saying. Yeah. And you look at how damaged they are now. And you've, you, once you start hearing from their wives, yep. I thought that was... That was great. Yeah. Like hearing their perspective and how long before they found out what was going on and how much it's just broken these people. It's just and I'm not sure, did you know who Wade was before you watched this? No, I didn't. I didn't either. So when you start seeing him being this very, very famous choreographer with other celebrities, I yeah. was like, Oh, holy shit, like like he really did use this platform to to make it make something of himself, but it's really hard to watch. And the problem is, as people have pointed out, you see him adamantly denying again and again and again that anything has happened to everyone. And then now he's saying the other thing. So he was li- he's lying in one of them. Right? Yeah. That's the issue. He is a liar. Like, whether or not it happened, he has lied. But is that a mixture of him being told the consequences of if he was to say this stuff and... A mixture of sheer embarrassment. Like, why would like at that time at his age? Why would he want this to come out? Why mm. would he? Maybe he was just absolutely embarrassed about all the stuff that happened to him. He doesn't want anyone to know about this. And it's not just that, but with this um, child sex abuse, these aren't like these kids aren't thinking that anything's wrong. They're thinking, "How lucky am I? Yeah. Like, I love Michael Jackson, and he loves they're, me." They're being told by their idol that this is this is this is what is to happen. This is what he, what was he saying? This is what God wants. This is our love. This mm. is and you know, them being naive children, yeah. they're listening to the person they trust and love the most. And even hearing them so conflicted in later life about their feelings for this this guy. Yeah. It's I don't know, it's just so layered, complicated, complex. How do you, how do you fake all this? Like and it's not just them. Like obviously their stories are you know, virtually identical. It's the families, like mm. all these other people, like the siblings, the parents, and yeah, like the parents when they find out that's been going on and and their role they were playing. Like these aren't the same kind of parents, like an abducted in plain sight. Like th- this is there's a difference here with Michael Jackson, this massive icon, pop star, biggest person in the world, you know, and some pedo Berg Berthol, whatever his name was from abducted in plain sight. 
there's there's a lot of weight to this documentary, and it's I loved it. Like in 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 that not in that oh my god, this is like I love this so much. It's it's a fascinating. I'll never watch this again. Oh no, it is fascinating to watch. It's shed light on all these things that have happened. Mm. And yeah, my I just, I don't know what else to say. It just it fits, you know. Like and you look at I think his name's Gavin. This um, dying cancer patient who got better, and he's the one that got settled out of court. Yeah, and it's just you look at his story, and it's how can all of these people be making this up? Yeah, you know. I just, I just don't, I cannot believe that this didn't happen. I think it did. So yeah, four stars for me. Yeah, four stars for me too. All right, we've already mentioned my number one earlier, and that was Creed Two. So over to you, mate. What's your number one? Wow. Okay, my number one is a movie I'd never heard of that you gave to me. It's called Starred Up. Nice. Very nice. I don't know where you heard about this, but oh, this movie is ridiculously good. I know how to pick them, mate. This hot. Yeah. Okay. Chicago. Excuse me. For all the Chicago's I've given you, I've given you Startup. I've given you Train, Train to, to Busan. Busan. I even gave you a film to watch off the top 250 that you loved as well. The good about Startup, this movie is intense. Like, it's brutal. The character, the main character, this guy is insane. This movie is right up your wheelhouse. That's oh, why I this is it. This is a real prison movie. <laughs> the whole thing is set in prison. It's the the politics, the dynamics inside this prison and what goes on and what these people are willing to do. I just, yeah, I couldn't look away. Incredible movie. What's the bad? I can't think of any bad. Okay. Uh, it's not five stars, I guess. I, I four and a half star movies. You don't have to have a bad yeah, thing about it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Four and a half stars for me. Excellent. Well, I'm glad I gave that to you and I will check it out eventually. Good. All right, that's going to do it for this week, mate. Yes, it will. That was a lengthy what else we've been watching. But it was good. Good discussion for some of these films. So, thank you very much to Dan and Caleb from Netflix and Swill. That was a blast. A couple of interesting choices, I do say so myself. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Cloud Atlas. You'll never live that down, Caleb. And, of course, a big thank you to all your listeners out there. With whom this podcast would not exist without you. Actually, that's probably not true. We probably would just talk to ourselves. Yeah. There'd be listeners if you'd just be me and Dean. Thousands of listeners (laughs) from just us two. Uh, So thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you next week for Stand By Me. Bye. Bye.